if any of your marriages have been affected by infidelity, or if you know someone, which I'm sure everyone knows of a marriage that has been affected by an affair, you probably have lots of questions like, how could this even happen? And what actually goes through the mind of someone that is involved in an affair? And so today, we're going to just dive in, sort of an investigative reporter sort of way, and we're going to get into the mind of an adulterer. So stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is Rusty and Heather Bryant. Excited to be back with you for another week, another episode. And uh, hey, just a quick shout out to our listeners. Thank you so much for faithfully listening. And uh, this past week was crazy. I think we had uh, the largest number of downloads in a week for one yeah. like that episode for yeah. that week. So, Which was funny to me because it started off... So frustrating for you because the first time ever something went wrong with the uploading. Yes. Oh my goodness. So hey, sorry about that, people. I mean, because like the first thirty people, um, I never even on my phone, I never got the full the full thing even after I I fixed it. So wow. If you didn't get the whole thing, you missed kind of the meat of it. Yeah. So if you happen to be one of those that that you know downloaded it automatically downloaded early in the morning last monday you might have missed the last 10 mm-hmm, to 15 minutes mm-hmm. and, and thanks to our listeners because we actually had a listener come uh, yeah really early yeah, and tell us and about say, it hey it did did rusty just cut you off <laughs> yeah and i i still really don't know what happened because yeah. it wasn't something that i did on my end so i'm not real sure but it doesn't matter yeah, anyway if you didn't get, the whole you didn't get it go to the website because yeah. you can always listen to to our um episodes there every one of them's there they've been archived there um the redeemed marriage.com so if for whatever reason you're uh, you know, whatever pad- podcast platform you listen to or use, if it's not, the whole thing's not there, then definitely go find it. So it must have been a pretty good yeah. episode because yeah. everybody's listening. And uh, also would like to just say thanks to those of you who have been sharing our podcast and sharing our mm-hmm. Facebook page. Um, it just helps for more people. And we even did a post today that was encouraging people to share it because I feel like there's a lot of people out there we have a lot of Facebook followers and they they you know those are the people that you know they're trying like they're mm-hmm. trying for their marriage um, they're pursuing a, a, a healthy marriage a godly marriage and so that's why they're following these marriage right. ministries but so many people I think are scared to tell other people or share or you know because then they think well, there must be something wrong with their marriage. Right. Or this person shared it with me. Did they think something's There's wrong something with mine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so we tried to make it a little bit easy today on our uh, a good way to share, and a lot of people have been doing that for us. So thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because we want our— Can I tell our, what I went to this weekend? Yes, but you got to hurry. Okay, I'll go really fast. So I went to my very first concert ever. It was so much fun. I went to see Taylor Swift. Yes, I did. I thought you went to Elvis. Oh, hush. <laughs> I tried on 
want an Elvis t-shirt because I thought it'd be cute to wear a concert and he made fun of me. But anyway, we, I got to go, I was gifted a a ticket at the last minute and I was like, why not? Let's do it. And I went and it was the first concert I've ever been to. And I don't think I should ever go to another one because there's no way there can be a better concert than that. I don't know. I don't think it could compete with Striper. And I that's probably the last know. one that I went to back in the day. <laughs> People well, out there are going, well, who is Striper? I was going to sing it one of the songs, but I'll, I'll refrain. Yeah, let's do but it. But yeah, it was super fun. So I, um, high energy today because I'm feeling it. All right. Well, good. Because hopefully. Because <laughs> you're fixing to attack me. <laughs> no, I'm not. But hey, this is going to be, this is actually going to be really good. Um, we've been wanting to do something like this because I think, uh, the reason for this is a lot of times we hear, and we listen to a lot of podcasts and we hear, hear people and they try to make sense out of an affair. And you guys know our story. You've been listening to us and I'm sure you know, but Heather, uh, had an affair uh, almost 12 years ago. And so, um, we talk a lot about, her feelings and things that she was going through during that time. But there's this new sort of uh, trend with podcasts and documentaries and things like that. And it's true crime. Like people love true crime. And one of the things that's kind of floated out there a lot is the inside the mind of a serial killer or something like that, you know. And uh, just somebody asking, you know, the serial killer or whoever, you know, questions. And so we wanted to do that, but inside the mind, and I know this sounds awful, but inside the mind of an adulterer. And I think that it might help people um, to understand things a little bit better, uh, but also to maybe even just, um, I don't know, I, I just feel like with with adultery, people that have experienced it, uh, it because they've maybe been betrayed by it, they try to understand it. And it's so so hard, like, to wrap our heads around it. And at the same time, maybe there's been a friend or a family member, and you try to make sense of it, and it's and you just are constantly going, "How in the world? Like, how could you do that?" You know. And that's kind of the question that comes out a lot. So we're gonna do this sort of investigative style. And I just want to say, as we get started, like, for Heather to be willing to do something like this. Like, you just think about it. If you're out there listening to this, and you're probably going, oh, I would never. And, like, that just shows how much we and Heather are so interested and so passionate about helping other people. Um, Because, I mean, who wants to relive this? But we're going to do it in a way that we're not taking this. There's nothing light about this subject, but we're going to, I'm not going to paint her into a corner because... Nothing that she says here is going to make me feel any differently about her. I'm sitting across from the most godly lady that I know, and I could not have said that 12 years ago. So here we go. Inside the mind of an adulterer. All right. Are ready. you ready? Okay, so I think the biggest thing, and you say this a lot on on our uh, episodes and things when we're talking about the affair, you talk about how... You don't just wake up one morning and go, mm-hmm. oh, I think we're going to have an affair. It is this slippery slope. Yeah. All right. So can you just help us to to think, th- just think through that a little bit on what exactly you mean? Because most of us are probably thinking, oh, you just woke up and you were frustrated and mad at your marriage and you just decided I'm going to go do something for myself and sure. have an affair. So. Sure. 
Well, I will say, well, can I preface it by saying that this is this is hard on two levels. One, it's hard because it is really, really hard for me to go back there in my head and understand why I thought the way that I thought. Because right now, because of where God has brought me to, it's hard for me to look back and go, what, I mean, what, how did, what was I thinking? Like, how did I, like, I can remember the thoughts that I had, but they seem so warped now. Mm -hmm. And they seemed so, and they seem so foreign and they seem so repulsive, but at the time they weren't. Mm -hmm. So I want to say, the second thing that I want to say is at no point in this discussion, whatever questions you ask me, should you hear me justifying how I felt? Mm-hmm. Like that, like me telling you the thoughts in my head, A, there's no reason that I should have felt that way. Mm. And B, they are not justified. And now they are like, like physically sickening mm-hmm. to, to, to think about. Mm. So I want to be honest in what I felt and I'm going to be honest, but they're, but and I hope that somebody can go. Yes, I've felt that, or I've, I and see it as you're living a lie mm. if you are saying this is right and this is how I feel and this is you know. So I just wanted to preface it by saying that yes, it's hard. I mean, I feel like an idiot most of the time when I'm talking about it, but I know that there are people out there who have felt the same thing or have walked through the same thing with a spouse. And I just want to, to be able to shed light into that. That's so, good. Hey, can I, can, can I stop you just for a second? Sure. Because I want us to, I want you and I both to take a breath for a second because I feel like I could really rush through this um, for the sake of time. Yeah. We're gonna, let's make this two parts. Okay. Um, because I, I have a I have a lot of questions, okay. and I don't want us to get to a point where we're just blowing through the last sure. three or four questions. Okay. So sure. we're gonna take we're just gonna take a breath and say, hey, this is this can take as long as it needs to because okay. we'll do part one today and we'll okay. pick it up, and then after that we'll we are actually gonna do inside the mind of the betrayed. Sure. So you'll be able to ask me questions. Yeah. And okay, we'll so I have share. another week I can think about oh, yeah, those yeah, yeah. questions. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay. All right, here so we go. Slippery, so if we get slope. through two or three of them, that's okay. fine, and then we'll pick it up next week. Yeah, that's the best way that I know how to describe um, how I fell into an affair um, or how I slid into the, into, into the affair is because I can 100% promise you that I never woke up and said, today I'm going to have an affair. I never even said, today it might happen. I just never dreamed that I would get there. Matter of fact, I looked at people who had an affair and thought, how could they do that to their spouse or their children before I ever had an affair? So not only did I think I would never have an affair, I judged people who did. Mm -hmm. I can, I, and I may have said this before. I had to apologize to someone. I I mean, like after I had an affair and was caught and, and was forgiven and redeemed and restored, I had to go to that person and say, I was so 
judgmental of you. And I don't even know if she knew I was, Mm -hmm. but I had to say, I'm, I was so judgmental of you because I was, I walked by you at church and thought, how could she ever do that? So it's not a premeditated thing. It was not for me. Mm -hmm. Now I can't, Obviously, right. when I'm answering these right. questions, sure. I, I can't speak for everyone, head. but I can tell my story. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was never, ever premeditated. And today I'm going to let that happen. Now, in that same breath, I will say that I did allow myself to think about what life would be like if I wasn't with you. Like, what if I was married to this person? Or what if I was married to that person? And it wasn't a sexual thing by any means. It was just, I wonder what life would be like with that person. And that is 100% opening the door for the enemy to take root in your mind. When you start wondering what it would be like to be married to somebody else, what car would you drive? Where would you live? What would you get? I mean, like that is just a dangerous playground for the enemy to play in. So if you're even one of those people who you're thinking, you know, I'm not happy in my marriage or I want not even, I wasn't even unhappy. My, my, my spot was what I wonder what else is out there. Mm -hmm. And, and if guys, if you are thinking, Oh, if you're in a rut in your marriage, or if you're just kind of in a, uh, a lull or it's not an exciting time in your marriage or even if you're frustrated in your marriage, if you allow yourself to think what else is out there or I wonder what life would be like if I hadn't married him and I had married this person, you are inviting the enemy into your mind and he's going to wreak havoc. It is the, it is the, the perfect picture of the enemy prowling I mean, it says in scripture Mm -hmm. that the enemy prowls like a lion looking for someone to devour. Mm -hmm. And when you are allowing those thoughts to come into your mind, then you are inviting him in. And I think that was probably the furthest off thing that I can go back and see that was a red flag that I wasn't protecting my heart. Like that's the furthest back thing that I can remember. Do do you think, I mean, was that something that maybe was taking root and you were thinking about even before the the initial relationship yes. with someone yes one hundred percent so it was even before that maybe even it, maybe even entertaining those thoughts about somebody that you that you did not have an affair with absolutely okay. yeah like those weren't even thought like I honestly did not even have those thoughts until um, like with that particular person until I was already knee deep in the affair. These were thoughts I'm talking about probably years before that it wasn't even a specific person. It was just allowing my mind to think if life would have been different had I chosen someone different or was married to someone different. It was just, and it wasn't even like, I probably wouldn't even said it was wrong. Mm. Like at that point in my life, Mm -hmm. I would have said, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Because you I mean, didn't see the slope that it would take exactly. you down. I never dreamed it would take me mm-hmm. down. And obviously there's people out there that have these fleeting thoughts. Sure. 
And, and well, let me just, let me address that. Cause it's one of my favorite yeah. things to address yep. is guys thoughts coming into your head are not the sin. I mean, we're human. A thought that comes into your head, it's what you do with it. Mm. It is, let me take that thought and I can either run with it. I can like follow it down a path that leads to destruction and death, or I can take it captive. Second Corinthians 10, three through five talks to us about taking our thoughts that are not honoring to God, taking those thoughts captive and making them obedient to Christ. So you're taking the thought that comes into your head even if it's the thought of, I wonder life, what life would have been like if I hadn't married my husband and I'd married that person. Okay. Well, that thought coming into your head, I mean, it's a thought, but you take it captive and you know, and you say, you know what? I'm not going to follow that down the path because I know that that path is not honoring to Christ. It is not what would be, um, honoring to him at all. And so I'm going to take it captive. I'm not going to play the what if game. And I'm going to take it captive and I'm going to say, God, you gave me my husband um, for a reason. We are in a covenant relationship and you go back to, I'm going to choose to honor God with my thoughts. So that's the earliest just kind of red flag Mm -hmm. in looking back that I can remember. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, because we're talking about a slope. So that, I didn't think that was quote, quote, dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, I never even really thought this is bad. It was just a thought process. It was just a fleeting thoughts. So then the next step that I can remember going back, going to is the flirtations. The, um, just, I really enjoyed getting the attention of other men. I, you know, I felt like the more attention I got, it I felt um, more beautiful. I felt desired. I felt, and those are, those, those things are not bad things as long as they're coming from the correct source. Like now you make me feel beautiful and you make me feel adored and you make me feel loved in those ways. And that's how we're designed. Like that's, that, that's a good thing mm. that you can make me feel that way. But if that is, if you are searching for that from anyone else, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a red flag. And, and guys, I, one thing that I really want you to hear me say is that I was not in a bad marriage. Like, I think that sometimes we can justify what we do. Well, I'm, I'm seeking attention from other men because my husband doesn't give it to me. And you kind of justified in that way. I was not in that kind of marriage. I was in a marriage where I was getting loved on. I was getting told that I was loved. I was getting told that I was beautiful. I mean, like there wasn't anything lacking in my marriage that was pushing me to look elsewhere for these things. So like, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, oh, well, I see how she did that because her husband doesn't give her any attention. But that's not my story at all. So you say, well, Heather, how, why were you seeking that from other men if you were getting it at home? It's because my relationship with my heavenly father was not in a good place. And so I was constantly empty because I wasn't being filled up by the love of Jesus and my relationship with him. 
And so I was searching for something else out there when in reality, I needed a relationship with my heavenly father and I needed to be tied to the source of his love. But instead, I was searching for other things which led me to other people in friendships and ultimately to other men that I was desiring to fill me up when there is not a man on the planet that was designed to do that for me. Let me ask you this this question, and <clears throat> I don't know that we've ever really talked about this specifically, but it just brings it brings this thought and this question to my mind. And some of it is because I listened to a podcast um, this past week that was an interview of a couple that had gone through something very similar that that we did, and they were talking through it. And you you mentioned the flirting and and like that's just kind of like that's your nature your that was your nature back then right and again there's like you can't say nobody out there can say well that's just my personality right. like shut up is what I want to say to you <laughs> because it can lead you into something that you never expected and that's the perfect example of this but um like I can look back and you know we talk about this a lot I had no idea what was going on but as I look back and I'm my eyes are much more wide open, you know, I can think through quite a few names of guys that I feel like you flirted with mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so my, I wonder if, and you can answer this question, is it something that you obviously never thought you were going to take steps mm-hmm. that were going to cross a line, sure. which will t- I'll ask you some of those questions in a minute. But, but did you sometimes just sort of throw a flirt out to see which guy would actually respond to it in a way that you could go a little bit further with it? Not sometimes, every time. Mm. Because you would, I could throw a flirt out there and if it was reciprocated, then then you continue doing it. Mm-hmm. But if it if you got shut down, then no, you I would not I would never try that again. Like you just kind of like I kind of knew the people who flirted back, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And because if they didn't, well, then it was a feeling of rejection, and mm-hmm. nobody likes that. And so it was kind of like, oh, he has that fl- that playful, what I called playful banter, mm-hmm. which I know now it was not, I mean, it was more than that. But there were certain people. And I love that you hit on the personality because, yes, my personality is very outgoing. And I've even really reined that in mm-hmm. a lot since then. But you can't say that God created you that way. He may create you and he created me with an outgoing personality. But that personality, the outgoing personality is supposed to be used in order to bring honor and glory to him. So my outgoing personality has many benefits that can further the kingdom if I focus them in the right direction. Mm. And so just saying that's how he made me so I can use it however I want to is is, um, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say. Bull poo poo. <laughs> will that do? Bull poo poo. Uh, bull poo poo. We'll go with is, bull yeah, poo poo. Because, because, yes, he gave me an outgoing personality, but it's one that that is supposed to be used correctly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in and, and order to 
draw people to him and bring people to him. So yes, I definitely can remember times that I would flirt hoping just to receive something back. And what happens is that fuels that need. Mm-hmm. And so then you continue to do it mm-hmm. because it it's, it's kind of like, I can remember one of our counselors saying it's kind of like a drug, yeah. like a hit. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I got flirted back with and I made was made to feel special in that. So I wanted to do it again mm-hmm. and then do it again. And that's where the slippery slope starts because, um, or continues to, to, to be slippery as you go further and further sin takes you further further than you ever intended to go mm-hmm. um, and costs you more than it than you knew that it would cost you and so with that slippery slope there was flirtations and I received them back so then they and then it was more and then it was more and then it was more and then also things that if that I look at now, and going, that was not okay. But in the moment, you think it's okay because nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. For example, text messages. Um, you know, just flirting through te- text messages or things that you literally never think anyone will know. Um, you know, sending um, uh, pictures. Not, And I'm not talking about gross pictures, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, flirtatious pictures or, you know, things like that, just back and forth that you in the moment think there's really, I mean, we're just, this is innocent, Mm -hmm. you know, it's an innocent thing. And, and I can look back and I have to make myself remember how I was feeling because again, it's easy to go, how did I do that? But I did. Mm -hmm. So, in order to help other people see that it's a lie, you have to be able to call it what it was. Yeah. And and that's what it was. I could I could literally think this is innocent. It's not going anywhere. It's just for fun. It makes things exciting. All of those things. But I still at that point never thought that it would lead to anything else. Mm-hmm. It was just quote, quote, innocent flirting. Part of the reason why I brought that up is because I do think that there's people that are listening to us and they've never felt in their marriage that this was an issue or will be an issue, you know, that sort of thing. And one of the things that I do want to just make people cautious about is that you may be on the receiving end Mm -hmm. of something that you don't even realize is a little bit of a bait. Mm -hmm. You know, that somebody's baiting you to see if you're going to engage with them. That's good. And and I do think that 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 happens probably more than we think. And so I just want to tell everybody to just be on guard. Like, have your radar on big time. And... You know, if you get a text or, I mean, it could be through social media or, you know, whatever, all these methods that you think are secretive or nobody's going to see. Mm-hmm. And you may Gaming get... Gaming apps. Yeah. Any of that. Yeah. And you may get a very... Um, you might get a text from somebody that y- it doesn't even cross your mind. But when you respond, if it gives an inch to that person, that's right. then it could it could begin to go further. And that's why we say, I mean, the extreme boundaries mm-hmm. are you stay away from communication with members of the opposite sex, period, right, right. on any type of, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, you it's okay to have friends of the opposite sex. We like that, you know, that's a topic for another time. But as far as communicating with them, your marriage is worth the extreme boundaries. That's right. That's right. And so whether that's through text or phone calls or you know, Instant message, Facebook apps, message, any, message, any of that. There mm-hmm. just should never, it just shouldn't happen. That's right. That's and right. again, there's business and how, you know, we've talked about that a lot. We've talked right. about boundaries right. and that's, so that's not this topic. Um, but it's just one of those things that I want everybody to just understand that's why we're doing this That's because right. because you're sh- you're telling us what was going through your mind. Right. And so for you throwing that bait out there just to see mm-hmm. and I mean who knows how far it could have gone with somebody else sure. if they had right. responded in that way. Yeah. Or if somebody had been brave enough to go this is not okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean like I just think what if somebody else had shut it down. Right. You know, instead of feeding into what and even and even maybe even confronted me about sure. it and, and just like, been dude. like, hey, dude, do you know that your wife is doing this? Right, you know, right. But you know, people just don't want to meddle. That's right. And so, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yep. okay. So uh, we're sitting here on thirty oh, minutes, no. and uh, which That's is about, only one question. That was one question. <laughs> it was well, and and the slippery slope obviously led into a place of destruction, and I don't think that you can be on a slippery slope that doesn't end in destruction. Mm. Like it is, if you start taking those little steps and then, and you don't rein them in and you don't take them captive and mode and make them obedient to Christ. It is only, you cannot say I'm only going to flirt. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to say. You cannot say to some, I'm just, I would never let it go further than just some texts. Mm -hmm. I would never let it go further than just going to get a drink with somebody. Like if you're putting a line out there that you would never cross, if you're going to cross it, period. Mm -hmm. Because it just, one thing leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. And that seems iffy at first. And then you get really comfortable with it. And then you go to the next step. And you feel really comfortable with that and still in control and then go to the next step and you're not in control. It, it, it is a lie to think that you're in control of all of those things and you're and it's going to slip into death. Hmm. Well, this is obviously a fascinating uh, topic and we're going to call this part one. Of uh, 16 <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> no, I think, I think that, oh man, there Maybe are three. quite a few questions, but yeah, it might take two or three, but I, I hope that people don't, I think that now people are going to see that, yes, this is a topic of inside the mind of an adulterer, but but we're, I mean, there's so much more to it in what we just talked about, because what we just talked about were, you know, the red flags and the warning signs and having your, you know, being on guard and boundaries, and there's so much more to it than just, hey, let's find out what this person that had an affair was thinking when they were having an affair. It's, this is a message for everybody. Absolutely. And and I guarantee that there are people out there that as they're listening to this, there there's a check in their spirit right. about stuff that has happened or is happening. And look, I'm just we're just telling you, don't continue down the slippery slope. That's right. Because it will cause destruction that 
could possibly be destruction that cannot be prepared be repaired now we know that god can repair and he has done that with us but nobody knows how their spouse is going to react either because it may not be one of the situations like like we have in our story where i was willing to forgive and we were willing to both fight for our marriage Mm -hmm. you actually completely repented 180 degree turn and so those things can happen and that's the hope that we that we bring but but don't roll the dice before don't roll the dice i mean yeah so like instead listen to these podcasts and go i want what they have without going through what they went through and i would go back and change that every single time absolutely if i could all right Hey, we're going to wrap it up because uh, too many more questions, so we're going to pick this back up next week. Um, Thank you, Heather, for being vulnerable and uh, just for sharing with our listeners. And thank you guys for listening. If you've got questions throughout the week or you want to reach out to us, if you want to reach out to Heather and ask her something specific, you can message us on Facebook. We read those together. We do. So um, just so you know, uh, that's not something where you can get in touch with just Heather or just me. Uh, but through our Facebook page, you can communicate with us and uh, we'll respond appropriately. And if it's a direct question for one of us and you're a member of the opposite sex, we'll do that together. Absolutely. Um, and we do it all the time. So yep. make sure that, that you feel comfortable doing that. Um, so, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys Bye next guys. week.